Welcome to another installment of Should Be the Show of Life, the show of Mascala, the show of film premieres, the show of South by Southwest, and so much more. It's my pleasure to finally bring this conversation to you over a year and a half ago. I think maybe two South by Southwest ago when Agave, Spirit of a Nation, premiered during the film festival. I got to sit down and chat with Graciela Angeles Carreño from Real Minero with the amazing translation help of Claudia Duarte. And it was a great conversation. Things have changed profoundly since then. But you know what? The things we talk about, whether it is sustainability, whether it is about sexual equality in Mescal, this stuff is just as relevant now as it was then when we recorded. So this was a legendary interview. Took a bit of time to edit, but you know what? It turned out just beautifully. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this great shot with Graciela from Real Minero. Agave. The Spirit of a Nation premiered here at South by Southwest this week, this Friday. And we, with a couple of mates, I had the chance to see it last night. Great film. Three central characters. Carlos Camarena, Graciela, who's with us. And then Acalino. So I thought of one thing. You know, I've seen a lot of premieres at South by Southwest. And I wanted to know how you feel about being a star. Someone that is in the spotlight in America representing... Mescal. How do you feel about being here in town talking about this movie? Bueno, en principio, pues me siento muy afortunada. Porque well, to begin with, es, I feel very fortunate habrá because there's probably a million people out there wanting to do something like this. And at the end of the day, it's it's not what you want. It's something or someone out there who decides who is next and when. So, first and foremost, I'm very grateful, but also very proud to be able to represent not just my product, not just my country, but my family, which is what this documentary is about. It's about the families that are dedicated in producing this spirit. Do you feel any obligation to say certain things or be a certain way since, in a sense, you're a spokesman for your family and Mexico. Is it hard to watch what you say? Well, in reality, it's not that it's an obligation. It's like, it's a bit complicated to be able to explain this to you, but I didn't decide this. This is something that was given to me. I think that, in a way, in, a, in how a community is structured and the education I received, there are things in life that you cannot choose. 
y no las they are simply yours to take on in life. And you don't question it. You just know that it's yours to take on. And sometimes it's, it's a heavy cargo. Because sometimes I feel like getting out and running away. But I can't do that. Do you think that having an academic background, whereas many of the other people, well, Carlos went to school as well, but Acolino is a man. He's been working his whole life. But does education help being a spokesman? Did it prepare you more to understand the kinds of questions and the kinds of people that you would be talking to? Bueno, pues justo vengo de una familia que no well, es educada. Well, I actually happen no, to come from an, un an educated family. There's a muy large gap in the generation. My mother and father didn't even no, digo, finish sabe, elementary school. Mi mamá sabe leer y escribir. Mi papá my mom knows how to read and write. Cosas, pero, my father knew pero how to write a lot of other things. But el ámbito he never yo vengo, finished school. La educación nunca fue una prioridad. And in the scope of where no, I come from, education is not a priority. Education was a luxury. Mi papá o mis First papás, came survival. Ambos, tanto mi mamá como mi papá, my dad, siempre well, estuvieron both my parents, my mother as much as my dad, always were very invested in getting us into college. It was their goal to prepare us for college. What my father never imagined was that we would never actually leave. It's most common for an individual to go off to college and never come back. But at the same time, throughout all these years, my father instilled in us the love for somos, our land, a, the great y, y pride of who we are and where we y come from cada uno and what we do. Tomó la de si se and quedaba, when it came to each of us iba, making the decision of either quedarnos, staying or leaving, pero no almost quedarnos, all of us chose to stay. Sino but not just stay, but continue with the family's tradition. How did she feel about or rather, was she looking forward to going to school, or did she want to stay and help the family instead? En realidad, nunca me fui. I really never left. Yo seguí I continued to live in Minas. Yo nací en Minas I was born in Minas, nací en literally. I was, I was born in my parents' house with the help of my wife. I grew up in Minas. I still live in Minas. And every day I would commute to the university. Never really left. Pero también entre más Never really lived out of town. Más me el lugar donde and then, <laughs> the more I got to know the exterior, the more I loved where I lived. Mezcal is a product, a conduit to Mexico. It goes all, all over the world. A single, these drops in these bottles can be found in Europe, in Asia, you know, all over. Do you ever regret not getting out of Mexico, not getting out of Minas, seeing something larger? I try to find a way to get to know the places where they end up, right? To get to, get to know my consumers, have contact with them, share our story and how they ended up there, how it was made. I really, I really enjoy sharing what we do. I think that in that measure, the consumer realizes that the product has a soul, that it's not just alcohol, and that's it, but that it has a story behind it, that it involves a community, a family, a dream, a desire. 
I think that's how it's best es understood. Que, que me gusta hacer. It's something I really enjoy doing. Right, something much more, a bigger story, a family, something rich and cultural, traditional mm-hmm. as well. In the movie last night, you mentioned something about having a rebellious spirit. And sometimes with rebellion, you don't do what your parents ask you to do. So having this spirit and then maybe feeling like you have to work in the family business, did you feel obligated that you had to come back, that you had to carry on the family tradition of Mascal? Mm, bueno, quiero aclarar algo. Mm, well, nos to clarify, we were never obligated o sea, to come back. ¿no? Como la idea the idea was to study and no? leave. And working is el campo still seen as rough and and full of suffering. No? Nunca es never, never joyful, no never passionate, no? never what you enjoy doing. It was the idea of that generation of parents. They wanted their children to study so they wouldn't have to work the land. Pero al mismo tiempo, that was something unworthy or bad, but at the same time, it was observing my parents, what they did every day, what time they would get up, what time they would go to sleep, the amount of hours and work they would put in for us to have what we needed and go to college. It was, it was through this that they no taught us this was the right way of living. Sino es una, es, at that rhythm. Uh, o ex, o with that la rebeldía de yo como the, mujer. the rebellion I was referring no, to was not really towards my parents, but more specifically towards the woman. The obligation of learning the things that in a rural abbot are exclusively for women. Entonces, cooking, no aprendí nada de eso. Kids, Digo, doing hacer, laundry. No lo aprendí en casa. All for you to be a good wife. <laughs> yeah. But I was never okay with that. So I didn't learn all of that. Well, I know how to, but didn't just confine to those things. Yeah. Different role. Something that, not in the straight path that people always kind of equate to being a woman. Like? Right. Where did the spark of rebellion come from? Is that something... From an abuelita? Is it something from school? Where exactly did you get that? <laughs> pues yo creo que de, como que nací well, I think I was chip. born with that chip. Um, mi personalidad my personality is very similar to my father's. Mm-hmm. Y mi papá there were times where he would always say, decía, que si yo hubiera if, sido hombre, if you would, no, you would have been a man. Siempre me he always related my character with a masculine one. Because of my personality. And I am grateful to God that he made me a woman. Because if I would have been a man, I would have been a disaster. Being a woman gives me the sensibility that is required to understand another. And the ability to put things in relevance, right? Like the rationale that is required. And that part that allows you to easily connect with someone. ¿No? Este, esta surgió, this rebellion came yo creo que fue desde, I think at a muy pequeña. I think o at sea, a very young age en la primaria, there was um, que había un there was a classmate decía, that would tell me in school well, era de las pocas I, I wore pants pantalones. 
when y I was me que yo era una a young girl, I was marimacho, one of the few girls that wore pants. And he would call me a marimacho. Marimacho is like calling someone a lesbian. And it was, it was really an insult, but I never cared what people said. And then I always did crazy things. I was about 13 and I wanted to change my religion. I was, I was in disagreement. My, my family is Catholic and I was in disagreement, so I started searching other religions. I went to other religious groups and realized I didn't like those either. I was in a Catholic school, so I always was in disagreement with everything and challenged every idea. And it was always my personality. I never let anyone shove me around. And a lot of people that know me would say that even though I like someone, I would still dare to punch them if they aggravated me. No. Because I don't let anyone shove me around. In Mexico, you really have to learn how to defend yourself. Bullying didn't exist. The term didn't exist. But I know exactly what that means. Because I was a victim of it at school. So I had to learn how to defend myself. I'm, I'm, I am what I am as a result of my experiences in life. And to come out of that context in which I was in, I really had to discipline and and couldn't distract myself. Studying was a lot of work for me. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. You know, there's a lot of things at play here because you have mezcal that is quite traditional. And we'll talk about some other assaults to that or threats to mezcal. But mezcal is very traditional. You have a very bold Western thinking woman and you have these new ideas. Is it hard to bring those new ideas to mezcal? given it is such a traditional spirit. Solo hay una respuesta. There's only one response. Se llama humildad. It's called humility. Fui a la escuela y aprendí cosas de la ciencia. I went to school and learned Pero the science no behind things, but todo. that doesn't mean I know it all. Y fue muy importante. It was very important for my return. Now I'm saying it, nunca me fui, really, I never cuando, left. Cuando del well, when I finally familia, came back to stay in my family's me... business, who taught me, who educated me, who introduced me was my father. And every time he would see me, like, frustrated because something wouldn't play out, he would always tell me, it is the obligation of the one who studies to understand the one who doesn't know. And then I would have to take a deep breath to not explore. I went out to study science, but the knowledge of the land I did not obtain at school, nor the understanding of family tradition. That I obtained when I got involved. Everything I learned in school are tools that allow me to communicate the rest of it. Yo me siento como un puente. I, I feel like a bridge. Yo solo soy un puente. I'm only a bridge. Que conecta esa cultura. That connects the culture and familia, esa my family's traditions con el mundo moderno. with the modern world. Eso solo, yo solo I only conecto. connect things. That's yo no all. Estoy haciendo nada. I really don't do anything else. Basically, the past meets the present meets the future. She's, you're a gateway. It's an amazing thing. I think it's a good thing to understand and that's maybe what education does for us, is allows us to find a better way to take everything we know and connect it all together. There's a big 
women's Me Too movement in the States. A lot of females are standing up for what they believe in and talking about things that have happened to them. And it's now a better time than ever for women to have a strong voice and to have strong women representing male-dominated categories, male-dominated industries. Do you feel as a woman that there is any particular type of mentorship or type of information that you want to share to inspire other women in this industry or other industries? Sí, claro. Of course. Porque creo que es una de las industrias Because I, donde I feel like it's one of the industries in which, in, in which the machismo or the abuse is even more engraved. In my experience, my experience, and this is when my education comes into play, when someone would question me why I was studying again, I would say, well, I didn't really need to explain myself, but I would, I would say, in order for me to stand out, I need to be better prepared than a man. Porque ella sabía que iba a tener que trabajar más horas que un hombre. I knew that I would have to work longer hours than a man. I knew that I would have to work harder than a man. I knew that I would have to that I would have more responsibilities than a man. Era porque mi voz. I even knew that I would most likely earn less than a man. Eran consideradas o tomadas en. But in that moment, what I was fighting for was my voice, my voice to be heard, and my ideas to be considered or taken into consideration. And that's when my education came into play. Because every time I opened my mouth, at first they would listen to me, or, or they would listen to me and continue on with their conversation. And I had to domesticate my character so that without yelling, men would become silent and listen to me and take my ideas into consideration. If I could, if I could share anything with other women, those who I am in, in a sense, opening the path for, I think that the first thing a woman needs to have present in her mind is that the only thing that makes us slaves is fear. The one thing we need to fight is fear. If we are prisoners of fear, we are lost. No matter who is by your side or if there is someone there to help you, fear will keep you prisoner and not permit you to speak your mind or act. We need to be confident that we can and never permit fear to dominate us. Whatever it is that we're doing, no matter where we are going, no matter how civilized the place might be, there will always be a battle for power between men and women. But if we believe that we can't, that our efforts are not good enough when we denigrate our work, we will not be able to succeed. And obviously, I've, I've had my share of unpleasant moments, unfortunately. And I've also experienced acts of violence from symbolic to physical and... Desde la simbólica, la física, todas, ¿no? Y he podido... And I've been able to maintain my spirit with this rebellious spirit of mine that keeps me afloat to overcome and continue. And 
pues me ha hecho también ser más fuerte. Give me strength. Pero es muy importante But para it's very mujeres, important for us women that work in areas where there's más masculinos o que hay más male representation. El olvidar que nunca vamos a dejar. To never forget that we will never stop being women. And not try to be like men. Not try to act like them. Porque justo lo que hace la diferencia es que somos. It is that exactly that makes the better difference. Y hacer lo contrario es negar que somos. Entonces tampoco estamos. Doing the contrary doesn't help the rest of us either. Yeah. As a, a mother of two, I was raised by a single mom for a long time. I think that she was able to show me something that maybe being raised by a complete family, you wouldn't learn the same way. Are there any lessons or is there any kind of feeling of duty to make sure your son appreciates, respects, and helps women in the best ways possible. Justo en eso estoy, pero <laughs> ¿cómo lo he hecho? Funny. <laughs> I'm me he que convertir un poco como I've had to somewhat turn leona, into a lioness. ¿no? Como mi instinto salvaje ha tenido que My protective instincts have flourished in a way to mark my territory. ¿no? Y mi territorio es mi my territory being my home. Me hace soberana. Or I am a sovereign. Solo yo doy las Because I am the y only one that applies rules there. Is, and no one can judge or intervene in my ruling. <laughs> It's my homeland. Y Santiago, mi hijo. Santiago, se llama my Santiago. son. Elegí su nombre I chose his name thinking of something luz. soft and sweet. Y mi hija se llama Jimena. And my daughter's name is Jimena because I wanted a strong woman. I was looking for the contrast. Santiago, que es el más pequeño. Santiago is my youngest. Ha sido un poco complicado explicar. It's been a bit complicated to explain why his father is not there or why his father doesn't come to see him. Después de haberme dado como muchos tumbos. After a lot of stumbling. Gracias a una prima, thanks to my cousin, I was able to react and understand that que los niños no son tontos, kids are not stupid. No you don't need to Basta con que put things in a different way. Y ellos lo All you need is to communicate things exactly how they are. Tranquilo. And they understand perfectly. No. And you live a more tranquil Santiago, life that way. Pues, Santiago is a very smart and, sens muy, and sensible muy kid. Muy sensible. Pero también es un oso, ¿no? Then again, he is like a big bear. Y hoy día, digo, Nowadays, mi papá, after my father's passing, de, ya no había family, it was a, a moment of embracing them and mi, mi becoming even closer to them. Como la familia, it was a priority. ¿no? Y fue el momento de, como de abrazarlos y de estar más cercana a ellos. Es es una prioridad, ¿no? Es como, podría ser la I could be the most successful and wealthy women on earth, but if my kids are not happy, none of that would matter. The most important thing in my life is that they are happy and everything else falls So it has been all about keeping a close relationship with my son. It's all about communicating and going out together. Santiago goes wherever I go. I tell him that he's my machetero. A machetero is your right 
hand man out of the land, your assistant. And he fills in that role quite well. Santiago is my dancing partner when we go out to a party. He is my nurse when I am sick. And my daughter, she is a She's in a different stage in her life, but she is well aware of everything that happens. And I think the balance here is finding the equilibrium of it all when you are well composed. When my life was chaos, they were chaos. But now that I am more tranquil, they are too. And even if it sounds a bit crazy, one of the things that I do when I... When life's reality overwhelms me, I talk to my father at night. And I always ask him to somehow show me the path I need to take. And obviously that too helps me take on a more spiritual life. Is he the future holder of the crown, I guess you could call it? Does the future of Real Minero lie in his hands, ultimately? <laughs> that I don't know. But what I do know is that he's not obligated. Neither him nor Jimena. It will be decided by fate. Like I mentioned earlier, it is not an obligation, but it is a great responsibility. Because it's not about the title. Es el tema de lo que implies de todas las personas, de toda la vida de la vida de tantas personas que dependen de All the lives project. that depend on this project. En verdad no, no In reality, I would never be able to obligate someone to take on these responsibilities, especially after living it. Tiene que ser It has to be your mission in life. It has to be your mission in life for you to enjoy without resulting in suffering yeah i think that that's it's only honest to keep the spirit honest in that way and that brings me to an interesting situation we have here in south by southwest this week where there is a mezcal brand that is claiming to be sustainable claiming to be trustworthy and claiming to be traditional with these kinds of brands telling you that they are these things instead of showing you, does it make you question the future and the integrity of Mezcal soon to come? This is the real world. One thing is what I would like things to be like, and another is the reality of things. And I can't evade reality, and since I can't evade it, I need to understand it. And I understand that there are some of us that are passionate in what we do. And that there are others that don't have anywhere to hang on to because they don't have a root. And this results in creating speeches and forming ideologies. But what we have are values. And those are found outside of ideologies. I don't promote ideologies. I promote values. Values that I was raised with and those that I feel are worthy of existence. It's a it's a good thing. I mean, some people, they're about trashing other brands, right? But really, it feels like your approach is to say, this is what I stand for and support me 
or not. And I also, I've noticed that this is somewhat of a masculine way of reacting. Like the need to win and not losing and making it into a competition. But I'm not competing with anyone. <laughs> sure, machismo. But no machismo, pero son muy territoriales. Oh, 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 territorial. Interesting. I mean, I think of it as like ego and people wanting to assert that. There's big, oh, especially. <laughs> thinking, you know, thinking of particular brands that do this and they position, they, they posture themselves. Something that is a pillar of Real Minero is sustainability. And what does real sustainability look like Ese punto surge de nuestro, that comes under well valores, we have five values at real monero under which we guide ourselves one of them being social responsibility and the other being no ecological responsibility you can't no think of taking care of the plants without making sure you are taking care of the humans behind it because the man only becomes a predator when he lacks something and if the man has everything he needs to live he will never become a predator. Entonces, eh, hoy día la, la so nowadays, the mezcal industry is under the investor's eye. And the investor only sees money. The investor doesn't understand that there is a community behind it, how it's organized. He's not interested in the environment and the plants. Their way of thinking is different. It's another logic. Pero, but, if si we, queremos, but if we are wanting mezcal, mezcal to continue existing over time, y las so the coming generations can taste and enjoy an arroqueño mezcal or a tobala or a carwinski, we are needing to act now. Entonces es, so within this concept of sustainability, which is the whole, is it is the equilibrium between the entre el explotación o el uso de los recursos used resources y la and the replacement of them. Pero tiene que estar amarrado con un pago justo, un trato justo, mejores But it has to be tied with a fair pay, a fair deal, better work conditions for the future of these families. It won't keep going. <laughs> yeah. When you talk about sustainability, I know there's a big replanting initiative at Real Minero. So for instance, the Araqueño, which we're sipping, it's becoming a pretty rare agave. It's been overfarmed, basically. Is this an opportunity for Real Minero to plant these from seed, to plant these from hijuelas, and to bring this back? Bueno, para eso justo dentro de Real Minero eh, tenemos well, un for this exactly de, we have the reproduction de project. Tenemos un vivero propio y tenemos un espacio donde contamos con las especies de agave que utilizamos para producir mezcal y esas plantas están destinadas básicamente para ser plantas más. We have our own nursery where we grow our own plants and they are basically destined to become mother plants. Plants that we let grow, and once they reach their biological maturity, we let them seed. 
Ahora, una vez que ya Now, tenemos esas semillas, seeds, estamos asegurando es que esas especies tienen have that quality that we've selected, those that my family has selected generations ago, having a high percentage of germination. And when ready, we take them out to the land and nurture them until they are ready, until they reach maturity. In 2017, there were 28,000 agaves of eight different species taken out to the land. Ocho variedades. Entonces, so our goal for 2018 is to bring out at least 30,000 agaves and y este año this year we will be adding new species and varieties. Pero es, es But un proceso, it's a process. ¿no? Por un lado tenemos los agaves On one side, we have the agaves that we already use to make mezcal. But we're also trying to reproduce agaves that have other uses in the community. Mental, ritual, religious, medicinal. And finally, within that same nursery, we have agaves that were once used to make mezcal, but are now in danger of extinction. What we are doing here is bringing them in from the land and nurturing them for reproduction. And what we are trying to avoid here is that in X amount of time there will, we will run out of resources. It's the concept of responsibility. It's part of the replacing movement because most produce what they use. Porque la mayoría produce lo que Usa. Pero el maguey es una cosa, But the maguey is, very, is a very large concept, sí. really. And I think, sí, I think we are starting to have more companies eh, that are empresas, engaged and ideas are refined and we're beginning to see results. The industry will soon reach stability. It, it should reach stability, but we need more involved and and take on that leap from discussing ideas to taking action. Like equilibrium again, right, with the, the people and the place, which is a very important thing, is something that we forget about. We talk about agave getting overfarmed, but how do you find the people to chop it? How do you find the people to carry it? There's really a two-fold kind of industry, so it's good to know you guys are really concerned about that. There are many amazing bottles of Real Minero, a lot of Veridad, I guess you could call it. And we're sipping the Araqueño and soon the Itobala. What do you want someone to feel or someone to taste when they open any one of these bottles anywhere in the world? Justo lo que quiero. O sea, cuando me lo han preguntado. What I really want, explicar, like when I'm asked or when I need to explain it, Tomar un trago de mezcal siempre debe ser una sorpresa. I always say that for me, drinking mezcal should always be a surprise. I always look forward to being surprised, to find something new. I think life is like that too. If you always find and do the same things over and over again, it's plain and boring. I don't like that. I don't like that. I like colors and textures. and That's mezcal. Mezcal permits me to have that pleasant sensation. 
But it also connects me in finding something new and different. Cada lote es único. This is possible because Nunca every agave is unique. None of, none of them are exactly the same. There are tiny variations of, of the time in which they were cultivated in the region of which the plant comes from, or because of the amount of rain they received. Many, many, many factors, even your state of mind. So that's what I look for. Because if water has a different taste depending on where it's from, much more would a plant that depends on the land and humans surrounding it. Of the many bottles and the, the many skews that there are, if you are looking to solve a problem, if you're looking to have an idea, what might be your favorite of the mezcals to inspire you? <laughs> My favorite is Largo. Yes, it's an agave Karwinski. I think, I think the agave and, or mezcal that you most like is similar to your characteristics, right? It's like you. And that mezcal is very earthy. It has a lot of nodes of earth and wet soil. It's very frank. But more than anything, it's so distinctive. Like the instant that you smell it, you know it's a Largo. Does it make you want to dance? A mí me gusta bailar. I love to dance. Yeah, I heard about that. I heard that. Mezcal is special in a lot of ways, and it's one of the only spirits that makes you feel uplifted. That is one of the special qualities. Sí, aunque no tiene, por lo menos, even though, well, que tenga, it has not been proven to have psychological effects. But I think it generates a different state of consciousness. It doesn't happen with wine, and it doesn't happen with beer. Never with others, but with mezcal. Especially for the creative people. It helps in writing, thinking. It's the best companion for creative minds. It is. If only Hemingway had access to it. You know, he was always drinking rum, but I think Mezcal would have given him this lightness to the writing that he did not have. So, the movie is premiered this week, and I've got just a few more questions for you before we probably sip another fine at Mezcal and then talk about life some more. The next screening or the next premiere of the movie is in Guadalajara this next week. It's going to potentially be everywhere soon. Is it good that mezcal is getting this kind of attention and is maybe coming to people's living rooms if that makes sense <laughs> can i say that i'm a little nervous yes i feel nervous but i'm also very satisfied because the documentary looked into the people more than the process and mezcal is more than the process. It's the people and the ideas that we wake up for every morning. It's the conditions of life, even at its worst. And it makes me so proud 
that it's a high-quality film sending this message instead of nonsense that it's not real. Sharing credits with Carlos Camarena, a quien conozco y y que es algo increíble porque Carlos es mucho mayor que yo. Es increíble porque Carlos es much older than I am, but un pensamiento muy similar. We have similar mentality. Y para mí es como tener una buena guía. And for me, he is like a mentor. Si alguien como Carlos, and if someone like Carlos thinks like I do, es que puede ser que esté por el buen camino. It means I just might be on the right path, but I'm not wrong. Aunado a eso. On another end, these topics that the documentary touches, the situations that we are involved, are almost always portrayed as beautiful. No one ever talks about the work you have to put in, the labor, the exhaustion. Everyone wants to be a star, but they don't want to talk about what It took This documentary talks about what we can, what we need to do, and the hard work that is put in on a day-to-day basis. And I loved it. I really liked the way they were able to coincide and integrate these three stories, and were able to make you laugh and cry. And al final te quedas como te hace reír, te hace llorar, te hace pensar, te hace viajar, ¿no? Think and travel. And it's amazing, especially for those who are not familiar with Mexico, because they can get a deeper look into it. We'll take a fun question here. I mean, you talk about mezcal, which is a massive category, so much tradition. You have this movie, you know, you're becoming a celebrity, which is cool. But let's just say you're sipping the tobala anywhere in the world and you could have a drink and a conversation with anybody living or deceased who might you like to have a conversation in the copita of mezcal with te diría que con mi papá pero él ya no toma entonces si tuviera que elegir con alguien que si toma well i would i would tell you my father but he he didn't drink those last few years so really yeah, yeah. Es otra historia, pero so, si mi papá tenía... That's another story, but... Cuando, cuando murió tenía 26 años de no tomar. Yeah, but that's another story, but my dad, when he, he passed away, it was already 26 years that he had stopped drinking. Oh, wow. So, if I could pick someone that can drink... Imagínate cuánta voluntad tenía. So, yeah, you can imagine how, how, much, um, how much willpower he had. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um... Si pudiera sentarme con alguien a, a, a brindar por, por la película o, o a tomar... If, if you're asking, are you asking if I could just share a drink with someone or, or if I could be cheering the because of the film, like celebrating no, just the film? Total just, uh, personal, you're, you, someone maybe in history, George Washington... Maybe someone who you've never met that you really would like to see. No, nada más, no necesariamente por la película, pero nada más compartiendo, o sea, un trago con, con alguien, o sea, cualquier persona, que, que, quién, ¿quién sería? Híjole, tendría que ser un grupo. Sí, hay varias personas con las que me gustaría sentarme a tomar un trago. Oh, it, it would, yeah, it, it, it can't, it's not one in particular. There's several people that I would like to 
sit down with. Yeah. Sí, sé con mis amigos más cercanos. With my closest friends. It's always fun. I mean, mezcal is the perfect conduit to conversation. Claro, es la perfecta bebida para convivir con tus amigos. Y sobre todo para hablar de cosas densas. <laughs> Especially to be talking about dense, dense topics. Yeah, yes. covering dense topics. Cerebral, sure. academic sí. thinking, yeah. <laughs> well, the last question I was thinking about this, and you know, you look at Carlos, who's a spokesman for tequila. He travels around a lot. He obviously works with Tomas Estes quite a bit. But for Mezcal, there isn't necessarily a central spokesperson for Mezcal. There's not a face to Mezcal, if that makes sense. And you keep kind of getting more press, more attention. You're a center focal point of this film. If somehow you become the face of Mezcal, is that going to be okay? Will you be able to take that torch and run with it? Yo creo que eso ni siquiera, o sea, como en caso de que ocurriera, hmm. como que no te cuestiones. Well, if that would happen, no, I, don't, I don't think you would even question it, right? Because it's the perception that no others de, have of you. No es de si estoy it's, de acuerdo, it's, no estoy it's not de really if I'm on border or not. People will either identify you as that or not. But if the people deposit that expectation, it could become about maintaining yourself in the light. Maybe I could be an inspiration to many women out there, maybe a light for their path. It's a big responsibility, and I insist it's something one does not search for. I mean, someone like Carlos, for example, um, he is well known, not because him, like because he's been out there searching the spotlight. It's, it, it's the result of his um, product. It, it, it almost speaks for itself. So I, I, I think it, it would be a, a great responsibility. De cómo los otros me ven a mí misma, pues es un poco así, ¿no? Quizás para algunos puedo ser como un, una inspiración para muchas mujeres. Una luz en el camino, hablando del mensaje. Es una gran responsabilidad. Insisto, este tipo de cosas no es, no es algo que estés buscando. Pero. Si la gente deposita esa confianza o esa esperanza, se convierte en algo que pesa en tu vida. Whether it's an no, inspiration no and they choose me in, and I end up, if that happens, I mean, it, it, it is a lot of responsibility. Mantenerte en la... Just like mezcal, you don't find mezcal, mezcal finds you. <laughs> algo así, algo así. Creo que estamos acostumbrados a pensar... Something like that. Eh, I think we are used to thinking about the power el, recognition brings you. Como en el poder que te da el reconocimiento. Pero habría que pensar... But we should really no, be thinking of the obligation that recognition brings you. Well, it's been amazing getting to chat with you, Graciela and Claudia. Thank you so much for stepping in where I fell short as an interpreter. It's great sipping the mascales with you, and I'm sure the movie's going to do quite well. 
so much to talk about, so much more about Mescal to be said. And thank you, Muchas Gracias. So there's a good bit of the movie where Graciela is looking at some blueprints and kind of formulating this library to be built or it's to already be built. But what this project, they don't touch on it too much in the movie, William. What, what exactly is kind of the impetus for this project? What does it represent? Who's it to support? Yeah, so, you know, when Graciela was a child, she and a couple of friends, you know, realized the community lacked a library, uh, a space, you know, where the kids could go and get a little bit better education. Yeah. She and her friends were going to become famous singers and raise all sorts of money <laughs> uh, to fund this library. Right. Uh, Graciela likes to joke that she and her friends, just, you know, discovered that, well, they weren't great singers, which... <laughs> I came to find out watching the movie was not necessarily the case. Yeah, that's pretty good in the library yeah. she's singing, right? Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, the thing I really liked about that is that I hear this melody and I'm like, what is the one, what's the underlying music sound like? Then all of a sudden the underlying music kind of comes in, <laughs> which just proves she was on pitch. Yeah. Cold. I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. No. And so, you know, it never really came to fruition. Uh, you know, core values of this, you know, what they're doing at Red Minero is that you know, not only are they making mezcal, but they're also wanting to give back to the community. Right. And so 2013, you know, they, they had a piece of land donated by Tino Barriga, uh, you know, where the library is. It's in, you know, Minas is broken up into lots of little barrios or neighborhoods. Yeah. And this is in El Rosario, which is probably the poorest neighborhood in Minas oh, wow. uh, with the highest density of kids. Wow. And so, you know, they, they found this perfect piece of land, you know, in the movie, you see them talking over the blueprints and talking about another piece of property that was kind of in the hills mm -hmm. that would be hard to access where this is kind of on the road that runs through the neighborhood and all the children from the neighborhood would have to pass down to be able to get to the school. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, in 2014, they started building the library um, and you know, cuantos mujeres había? And, uh, uh, yeah, so you know, in the movie, they touch about how Edgar liked to construct using adobe. Yeah, so this library has been built using adobe, it, uh, but instead of like using straw, they use spent fiber yeah, from mezcal right. distillation. Bl blocks of, yeah, yeah, and all the bricks were made by eight women. Wow. Uh, so, you know, the space is kind of coming together now. The first phase is done, which is going to be the library. We had some computers donated uh, from Ernesto uh, out in California and a few other folks that had raised some money. Um, so the first phase is almost finished. We're, we're starting to look at phase two, which is going to be art. Uh, oh, the man, arts. are you kidding me? So we're going to have music and painting. And I, I say we because... Yeah, so, you, you know, since, since I started importing Real Minero, yeah, uh, most of the money that I've made from selling Real Minero has got, come back in the form of donations to the library. Yeah, uh, it's something that you know when Graciela told me about this project, I was like, "Wow, how can I help?" Uh, you know, I, I I really feel that oftentimes we always take away, but yeah. we never give back. Right, and uh, you know, she talks about the statistics of the number of children that. You know, actually make it out of elementary school to high school to college 
Uh, Graciela is one of two people that actually have a doctorate degree yeah, uh, from this community. And so the idea is to really uh, foster education, you know, pick up where the schools are lacking. Sure. Uh, the schools don't have computers that work. These do. Uh, we're still trying to work on an internet solution, but really to motivate these children to continue being educated with the hopes that they came back like Graciela or Edgar to continue participating and growing in this community. Man, so when is this art wing supposed to conclude? Uh, we, we haven't even started building I see, okay, okay. Yeah. But, to, and, but, but the, whole, the whole point is to build, because intelligence and academic pursuits are two things. It's left brain, right brain, mm -hmm. right? So the books offer this analytical thing so that the kids can understand troubleshooting skills and they can build mathematics and science acumen, right? But you still have to have the art. You have to have CDs maybe that are there to check out, like back when I was a kid and checking stuff out the library. I mean, is that kind of one of the intents for that other wing is to make sure that the arts are as represented as well? Mira, él pregunta si en la segunda etapa que son los artes, o sea, si han pensado a representarlos igual, o sea, como la biblioteca física que hay, discos donde pueden sacar los discos para escuchar diferentes tipos de música, o sea, clásico, rock and roll, lo que sea, para que sigan formándose en otras maneras. Yeah, so, you know, the idea is to have instruments that the kids can use, but yeah. teachers for theater, uh, dance, uh, and that, you know, she's never contemplated the idea of having, you know, music that they can hear, different yeah. genres or styles, and she, she liked the idea. Man, so, you know, I got so many guitars, I, I will gladly donate at least two guitars. Well, maybe you should just come down and play for the kids. Oh, that's true. They, I mean, they might think I'm famous, too. That's cool, right? You kind like, of look famous. <laughs> <laughs> the spatial air doesn't grow on its own. Exactly. Actually, actually, it does grow exactly. On its own. <laughs> well, it's an it's amazing way to give back. You know, we were talking earlier about the importance of education, but the thing is, is education is only built on access. Yeah. And if you don't have access, how will you ever even know? And this library concept, which gives back, it it does so much more than that. You know, it maybe lights a fire in these kids to be entrepreneurs. Maybe maybe they will want to make mezcal too. Maybe they'll want to create a branding company. Who, who knows? The main thing though is you want to make sure one of the intents of this library is to make sure that kids never see a ceiling, that they can keep moving forward and keep achieving, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. Yeah, no, it's 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 been really exciting and rewarding to have been able to participate in something like this. Yeah. Uh, you know, great, great vision on the part of theirs to to do this, yeah. you know. Whereas, you know, I don't know if other people care or is concerned. Right. Uh, and I think that, you know, Don Lorenzo's vision of wanting his kids to have a college education and giving them everything, but yet teaching them all the skills related to Mezcal so that maybe one day they would come back and, 
continue the fam- family tradition, which you know they've all done. Yeah. Well, it's. I wish I. I'm gonna put it out there. I will bring some guitars and I will play some songs. Cool. That would be ultra cool. And I won't shave for a long time, so I look even more famous. Awesome. <laughs> done deal. But you know, once in a lifetime kind of thing. You know, Graciela being in town and Claudio doing the translation. William, of course. You know, you're, you're bringing some of the greatest mescalis into this fine state of ours. So I can't wait to visit. I can't wait to help and jam out, man. Serious. Awesome, man. So, we can't wait to have you down. Lovely to, to hear about the library. And again, you can catch a glimpse of that in the Agave Spirit of Nation. So, you know, talk to the filmmakers. So we'll all cross-reference and I'll talk and do the links and stuff. But it's essential that you see the movie and it's essential that you can also give back so thank you for that i yeah, really appreciate that thank you yeah man it's always good it's good it's good being back it's good being back wolf man <laughs> thanks man so there we have it a nice little epilogue from william scanlon the third of heavy metal importers the gentleman who brings us all the fine taste of recompero real minero and Yurua Pancharanda, and there's so much more there's Chocolo. There, there's so many things that William does, and I can't wait to see what he's bringing in next. But talking a little bit about Santa Catarina Minas, or Graciela's, from a very interesting chat. This was over, you know, man, we're just coming up on South by Southwest here in Austin here just probably next month, and this premiere was a few years ago. But just in two weeks, Judah Cooper of Vago, he's featured in the movie. There's actually going to be a screening of a guy, Spirit of a Nation, here in Austin, but also... Tomas Estes, you know, affiliated with Carlos Camarena for Tequila Ocho, who just got recently acquired. So this never grows old. You know, I apologize for taking so long to release this interview, but it's still as pertinent. And I feel Mezcal, as it grows, it's really important to hear from the folks that are making it, the people that are at the horizon and out there socializing and traveling around. It's, it's very, very important. So... Thanks, everybody, for listening to Show to V with Mike G. No matter how many episodes of The Office you have left after rewatching it for about the third time, or if you're thinking, man, I don't know what Graciela is up to next, but I cannot wait to taste it. Please, Ethan.